Hello, my name is Aaron Wexler, and welcome to another episode of Within the Game. Let's go! Within the Game is all about how to treat your craft and your life like a game so that you can stay inspired, have more fun, and ultimately find fulfillment both in and out of your game. And thank you to the listeners and fans of the show. If you'd like to support the show, a great way to do that is to grab a copy of my book, The Inspired Athlete as well as share this episode with anyone you think would benefit. Also, if you could give the channel a like and a subscribe, all of those things really help out. I love speaking with inspiring people who are playing their life like a game and playing to win and to inspire other people and uh, share their stories and share wisdom. And, you know, for a long time, I've envisioned having CJ on my podcast. And today... We get that. So today's guest is the one and only CJ Macias. CJ, thank you so much for being here, bro. Thank you so much for having me. I have no idea really what I'm getting into, but having seen you in action and listened to some of the casts, uh, I just, I love you. I appreciate you so much, brother, what you're bringing to the world. So uh, yeah, I'm here. I'm an open book for you. I have not reviewed the the pregame questions or anything. So it's all fresh. It's all real. And yeah, I'm just stoked to be here with you. Bro, likewise. And you're a true soul brother, man. And and we just have so much synergy. And so I, I really appreciate this. So uh, CJ, you're a big wave surfer, a former pro volleyball player and holistic life advocate. Uh, CJ is one of the stars of 100 Foot Wave on HBO. And having survived one of the gnarliest wipeouts at Nazare in Portugal, he is now sharing his experience there, how it has changed him and how that experience can relate to anyone and everyone. He is an absolute soul surfer filled with wisdom, knowledge, love, and a zest for life. Let's go. Your IG is at CJ Macias and also at 100 Foot Wave Lifestyle. CJ, I love just starting my podcast episodes with this question. What does living an inspired life mean to you? Hmm. Living with the breath. Inspiration is respiration. It's being connected to the breath. And uh, when we're connected to the breath, we're connected with our spirit. And that is the inspiration. It's letting our spirit in, in spirit uh, and spirit first. You know, we got these great, beautiful bodies that we have a lot of fun in. And there's a certain connectedness to our truth that when we're living in alignment with that, it's just clean and inspired. Bro. Yes. Uh, you mentioned truth before the show. We both put the intention on to live our truth in this episode. Can you impact that for people? What does that mean? How do we live our truth? How do we live our truth? First of all, it's an unfolding journey because I used to think that, oh, I get my truth and this is my truth and this is what it is. And I live, live or die by this. And the truth is, is that truth evolves our truth and we're seeking the greater truth. So it's this balance of honoring our feelings. I believe our feelings and, and what we're feeling in our body in any moment is a big piece of our truth. And then being able to uh, observe that and almost step aside from that to, to observe the external and perhaps the truth of another and the real truth of a situation, right? They, they say there's three truths at least to any situation. It's my truth, your truth, and the actual truth. So it's always this dance of perspective of really honoring 
our self. And first we must be clear on what our truth is to see where it's influencing, how we're picking up on the external truth. And then just staying curious and asking questions so that we can continue. The truth is unfolding, evolving, and it's a process and a dance. It's part of the game. Mm. Well said, my brother. Well said. I, it just, you know, the first word that came to mind when you're talking about that is authenticity, right? And, and definitely curiosity, what you said. I mean, this whole podcast journey for me has just allowed me to stay more and more curious about other people's truth, right? And then unpacking it and sharing it. Um, but being authentic to me is like, a, a huge part of sharing that truth and like and like not just sharing your truth but like really understanding your own truth i mean i think you and i have both been on this journey of understanding our own truth before we share and i just i just think that's just a big part of the whole picture right absolutely and i love that you brought that word authenticity in because it's been a big part of my core values and in the the team that i work with and everything uh, the commitment that I've made now in my life is to choose love over fear yes. and to choose authenticity over perfection. So I often in the past have uh, presented something to the world or acted and moved from what I thought would be the perfect thing to do in any moment. And the truth is, is that this perfection is an illusion. It's all perfect. And the power is in authenticity. So dropping perfection, dropping whatever I thought I needed to do to be perfect, to show up for this podcast and saying, oh, as long as I stay in tune with my authentic self, it's all good. And that's the Mm. best route. So I thank you for that authenticity. Mm. You know, one of the ways that we relate to each other is through sports and being athletes. Um, I was hoping you could define that phrase the inspired athlete. Um, Because I feel like you are, I feel like you are an inspired athlete. But yeah, what does that mean to you? So even athletics, we'll start with athletics, since we already defined inspiration. Mm -hmm. Uh, Being an athlete in the world is an archetype that uh, applies to a lot of different things. But it's really this pursuit of excellence, this pursuit of peak performance of of each of our own best expression and best way of showing up in any moment. So I would say the inspired athlete is moving in this way through life, an athlete implying that there's a game going on and that there's rules to the game and we are navigating the rules and using our our own unique abilities, capabilities in whatever ways we can to win the game, to to do the best that we can. So being an inspired athlete means doing that, making decisions from our spirit, from inspiration, from our authenticity, and not giving up that authenticity, not sacrificing or putting that authenticity aside for anything else. In other words, it's out of my nature, if I'm playing a sport, a game, to drop into some kind of uh, smack talk, like, you know, if you guys, which I've been there plenty and I <laughs> channeled that yeah. for athletic power yeah. and I've realized the damage that it's done to myself. So it's not sacrificing self, uh, for the sake of the game, but playing the game and living in that athleticism just for the sake of doing it for the enjoyment of the process, really. 
Mm. I love that, man. I love that so much. Uh, it makes me think of ego versus true self, right? <laughs> you know, and, and I think like when I when I think of the inspired athlete, to me, it's the energy inside of us that's our true self that wants to play, wants to breathe, wants to move, wants to have fun. Yes, winning is 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 fun too. And maybe the inspired athlete wants to win the game, but it's really more about breathing and moving and exploring our own capabilities, right? And filling up our tank of what makes us feel amazing. Mm. And I just want to bring in from that is that to win, what is it to win? When we win, what do we win? When we lose, what do we win? And what I've come to find is that winning and, and victory is really a sensation in the body. It's a feeling. And I know sometimes I've gotten to a place where I win the thing and I get the trophy or the check and like, yeah, it's awesome. And it, it's just fleeting and it's gone in a moment. And I realize, oh, wow, I wasn't actually playing for that moment of winning. I was playing for every point along the way. And the feeling inside is the victory. That's, that's the real win. It sounds so cheesy, my God, but it's no. truth, my truth. No, exactly. No. And, and, and I totally feel that. And that's, that's why I love talking to other, you know, fellow volleyball players, but also like surfers, right? Because surfers, I feel like you guys got it, right? You understand it. It's you're not, you're not trying to beat the wave, you know, you're trying to really be one with the wave, you know, um, maybe we could talk about that. You know, the, the, I have a, a section here called the waves of life, you know, how has surfing just enhanced your life? surfing has enhanced my life in because it's changed my being it's enhanced my being it's enhanced my sensitivity and respect uh humility mm. also confidence it's enhanced everything about it because the ocean is the great medium that really has no it doesn't care who you are or, <laughs> or where you've been. It cares how you're showing up right now in this moment. And we, it's taught me to really observe and see what any given situation is and what I'm working with and to be able to flow and adapt with that, right? Being a surfer has taught me that I can't control everything. I can't control the waves and the wave doesn't care whether if I'm like, oh, please, no, like, I, I know I should have been sitting right there instead of sitting right here, please, no, it's like, okay, at this point, I get to deal with the choices that I've made. And nobody else made those choices to get me in the situation. And it's just so empowering in that way. So it's empowering in this humbling way. And it just teaches flow. And then right. it all comes back to fun and enjoyment. Like, mm what am I doing out there? If I'm not yeah. out there just to play the game, what's the point? It's this ultimate mirror. It's, it's a really great mirror of reflection to, to learn about myself and the way I move in, in the world, even outside of the water. Yeah, man. Yeah. And so we're going to get into your story a little bit about how one wave kind of humbled you <laughs> in a pretty intense way. Um, but before we get into that, I actually wanted you to help me understand and help the audience understand the feeling of riding a perfect wave, being in the curl, feeling at one with that wave and the ocean and just like, just describe that for us. Take us there. 
Hey everyone, thanks so much for being a fan of the show. I really appreciate your support. And if you'd like to further support the podcast, please grab a copy of my book, The Inspired Athlete. Uh, the Inspired Athlete is all about my personal growth journey, my athletic journey, my spiritual journey, all combined into one. And really the idea is that um, the energy of the inspired athlete is within us all, and it's up to us to evoke that. And uh, whether you consider yourself an athlete or a competitor or not, it's my belief that the energy of the inspired athlete is within us. Even if you just decide to take a deep breath and just move your body, that's the inspired athlete. So it would mean a lot if you could help support the book project as well as the podcast by grabbing a copy, uh, links to the Amazon uh, paperback version as well as the Audible um, audiobook version are listed below in the description. Thank you very much for your support. Stay inspired, y'all. I'll do my best. It, se <laughs> it seems really impossible. And also, I feel like everybody's had some experience with water. It relates to water and to the magic of water somehow. It relates to rhythm, the magic of rhythm, of timing and being in the perfect timing. Even what's coming is the, the rhythm of our heartbeat that mm. is pumping the waters through our bodies and the rhythm of our breath and the frozen moment in between the inhale and the exhale. And as you're describing the most magical moment of being on a perfect wave, it certainly includes being inside the tube where you see when the surfer disappears in the wave and then reappears. And you're, that's as close as you can get to the center of the energy vortex so, so riding a wave in general, even going on a little, little ankle slapper your first time, it's like, oh my God, I'm, I'm walking on water, I'm flying on water, and I'm being propelled by some unseen force energy that's traveled hundreds, thousands of miles to come be here. And because of the way that it's hitting the ground in this moment, and because of my capabilities as a human, it's really a miracle, I get to ride on this thing and go for a little ride in this moment and that evolves as a surfer we evolve we want a little bigger we want a more heightened experience and then we get used to the smaller waves we're like oh, i want some more i want some more and eventually we get to where okay i'm going inside the tube in the barrel and what happens is when you're setting up to, to ride in, in the tube of a wave and when it's perfect, so, so when a wave is not perfect or the conditions are a little bumpy, sloppy, whatever, it's bumpy and you're, you're finding your way, finding your way. And then when it's smooth and it's the smoothest in the barrel, you find this moment where you're like looking for it, looking for it. The wave is unfolding. You're looking ahead in time at where you feel the moment's going to be. And boom, all of a sudden you find yourself in that spot that you predicted, imagined based on what's really happening and you've done everything necessary to be in that point. And then there's this sweet spot where you can't be too low on the wave and you can't be too high. Too high, you get sucked up and over the falls. Too low, lip lands on you. And you're staying right on your rail in that, in that perfect spot. And what happens is when the lip, when the water goes to, to tube and it, throws over it and there's this frozen moment in time where the water has gone from being pro propelled up to like out and over 
And it still doesn't make sense to me logically that this is even possible for, for a wave to do this. And that frozen moment in time is the space like that. That's it. So uh, mm. many of us have experienced it in other ways. It could be in other sports. It can be in music a lot. If you're a musician or right. you're keeping a drum beat, even very simply, um, there's just this letting go. There's no mind we're not thinking about it. It's just experiencing the moment and it puts you there, it puts you right there. Mm. So beautifully said. And it, it just reminds me of my surfing experience. I'm not a great surfer, um, but there was one moment where I actually kind of felt one with the wave. Um, it was not a, not a big wave, you know, it was, it, was, it doesn't it was have just, to be. Yeah, but it just it, it reminded me that you know we can find that at all times. I almost want to say, can I mean, can we? I guess I'm asking that. Can we find that at all times? I believe that we can. Yeah. I believe that it uh, relates to how much attention we have the capacity to offer any given thing. Mm. It just so happens that getting to that space on a wave requires a lot of attention one could say all of our attention right, to get right. to that point it could happen driving a car really fast it could happen uh creating art and there's this moment where this one thing all of our attention is at one point single point focus i believe is what gets us there yeah and i think what happens is that in this day and age we're just so stimulated there's so much coming at us from so many directions and we're used to like okay more the stimulation comes from without and the truth is is that when we can train our attention and our focus and we can take away attention from all the other things that we feel we need to hold up in terms of like uh, my appearance or picking the kids up or all these different stories going on when it's all taken away from all that and brought into the moment, we can tap into that. And there's various ways we can do that. Ultimately, we can do it within our body because that's the one thing that we have with us all the time. It's not dependent on another external thing of like, oh, once that thing happens or once the perfect swell comes and, and I've got the perfect board and, and I get there, then I'll get that moment. It's, ah. Oh. What if I could listen now and look and be in that empty space as the clouds are drifting by and in between the bird songs? If we can offer enough attention to any one thing that is taking place in the present moment, I believe we can get there. So what we're really talking about is flow, right? Finding that flow, finding that moment of being I said before at one, but like maybe it's in the zone or, you know, there's all these different approaches, these words uh -huh. to, uh -huh. to, to get there, but it's that connection. Um, and I, I think I know what you're going to, you're, I think I know what you're going to say to this question. Um, but I'll, I'll just let you <laughs> answer it in your own way. What I'm getting at is, can we practice it? Can we practice getting in the flow or does it just come? I love that question. It's both. Mm. Practice can help us get there more often. And it seems that 
striving to get there blocks us from getting there <laughs> right <laughs> any <laughs> any bit of striving or trying keeps it away wow so ultimately we can prepare and we can say ah oh, stay in my flow stay present do all the things and ultimately it comes it's a gift of grace and of the moment as a gentle breeze blows in through the window that's offered to us it's both and i think that's why okay. it's so magical i think all the most magical uh awe-inspiring things in life are those which it, it takes a a preparation and a surrender and a willingness to it just being a gift yeah yeah that's cool that you said both i thought you were going to say absolutely yes like through mindfulness training and breath work and yoga and these different modalities that we can prepare ourselves and and i really love how you said not striving right or not seeking right mm -hmm. i used to be a seeker and a striver for so long you know like always yeah you too right like just especially as an athlete like we're, we want the next level we want to find the flow more often we want to win more games we want to get the victory so much and i think lately i've been doing more allowing and definitely doing mindfulness training uh and practices like those things i mentioned but i love that you said both because there's there's a moment where you have to let go and surrender and and just just be I love that you, the word you used, allow. I have been using the word surrender a lot. And words are words, and we right. just keep saying the same thing over and over again in all the different ways we possibly can. So to try to understand, and the truth is, is that no word can bring the actual experience. And if we're talking, trying, or even talking in our mind of, Oh, this is the experience. Oh, here it is. I'm in the flow. Oh, look at me. I'm being mindful. We're not just having the experience and being, as you said, allowing mm. the experience. Mm. Um, this is a great section for this idea of awe, right? Um, you know, there's a there's a great podcast uh, with uh, this guy named Datcher, um, and I'll link that to this episode. But he he talks about this idea of awe. And I wrote this down. Awe is, is these moments when we have a sense of wonder, an experience of mystery that, trends our, that transcends our understanding. And, you know, I, I want to ask you about awe when it comes to the ocean and especially big waves, which I want to get into, which is your story of, of these 100-foot <laughs> these waves or these huge waves that, that you guys have been pursuing um, but this, this idea of awe and how that relates to flow and the ocean. Yeah. Take, take that for a ride. I mean, what does that mean for you and your experience mm. with this idea of awe? Well, this is awesome. <laughs> I am, I am tuning into awe in this moment as you're reflecting and bringing this up as a topic. Uh, I'm so glad that this is a surprise that you're bringing this topic because we could have discussed it and I'd be like, oh yeah, I'll bring it in. And the truth is I have been tuning into awe. I've actually been living my life raw, R-A-W, in reverence, awe, and wonder. Mm. I believe awe as just to speak 
really briefly on it is exactly what we're talking about. Awe drops us from that uh, doing, projecting. Oh, I know what this is. Oh, yeah, I did that. Oh, yeah, this is that thing. Oh, yeah, I'm going surfing. I go surfing all the time. Great. Yeah, I'm going to go ride the tube. This is what I do. No, you know, I got it to, oh, my God, what is happening? It's the great <laughs> mystery. Yes. I actually have no idea what's going on. And that that is allowing space for new experience. Yes. If we think we know, we have no idea. As soon as we draw a conclusion about something, it's concluded, case closed. There's no more for us to learn, see, experience. And as it's coming through in this moment, awe is this key to unlocking flow potentially mm. because it's unlocking a deeper experience. And if we can address something that we've done a thousand times, a million times already, such as the breath, such as the beating of our heart, the functioning of our body, my mouth can move in a way and my tongue moves in a way that I can control the sounds coming out of my mouth that make words that other people understand because we've agreed that they mean these things. <laughs> when we can drop into awe, and reverence and just wonder about the miracle of this moment boom we're in yeah 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 and it's really pleasurable it's really really fun when you get there you know if you for me what happens is you know like it actually takes some work to get there for me a little bit because i gotta i gotta drop my to-do list i gotta let go of my what's going on on my phone i gotta let go of the email i gotta like i gotta let go of a lot of things right the the cleaning the laundry like all this stuff that I gotta do I gotta I gotta kind of let that stuff go I gotta mm -hmm. go take to, and and take a walk or get down to the beach or get in nature and get into awe and mm. and and like get into the um not not just offer nature like what here's what happens to me CJ like I go from like the small the small like things like the material things like the even the atoms, the cells. And then I start to expand and I go up from there and I'm like, okay, the body is so amazing. I, I get to the awe, right? And then I get into like the, oh, okay, this is so cool. Like I'm, where am I? I'm, I'm, I'm at the beach, I'm where, okay, this is great. And then I like, my mind goes up. I'm like, oh man, I'm in California. I'm like, oh, so cool. And like the awe just keeps building, right? Oh, I'm in the United States and I go out from there and I even go up and I see the planet and I see the stars and I, and I, and I, it just, it's awe. It's just awe, and it's so, it, that's why I say pleasurable, because it's like so cool. It's like almost overwhelming, where you have to like do your aloha dance. You, know, you, have to, you have to laugh at it. You have to be like, what? What? You know? Uh-huh. Ah, uh, yeah. It's the aloha. It's ah. Yeah. Yeah. It's ah. Yes. Oh, it's amazing. This word awe. I didn't, yeah. I, I didn't put this together at all, at all. <laughs> but it comes back to the breath, right? This yeah. sound of awe that is in every human and every culture, the awe, um, the awe, God, Allah, Buddha. Yes. Ah, it's the wow. breath connecting wow. us. And, wow. and 
And I love that you bring it all the way out because that's all of it. Yes. It's all of that up above. It's all of that down below. And when we get to the end of any one, it puts us back at the other. When we go to the tiniest cell, into the atom, into the neutrino, what is it? It's space. Yeah. It's, it's void. It's black void. And same. And then all of a sudden we're in outer space again. And then we look, yeah. oh, there's this speck. Oh, it's a star. Oh, it's a cluster. Oh, we're zoomed back into right. round and round we go. We I, have no I just idea. got the... I got the tingles all over when you said that because I'm like, yeah, even in the word om, which I love, it's om. It's like, oh, you know, it's like, it's everywhere. And and so maybe this is a great place to say, okay, then what do we do with it? When we're in awe of awe, right? Like there's a moment of like, now what? Right? Like mm. you can stay in awe, like for a long time. Mm -hmm. Um. But for me, what happens is like, yes, beautiful, amazing. <laughs> but now what do I do with that? You know, how do I channel it? How do I, how do I mm. use that into a podcast? How do I, how do I grab it and use that into surfing, into volleyball, into business, into, into like, into action, into inspired action. And I think that's where I want to take this conversation is like, we find the flow, we find this awe, then what? And, and I love how you are such a proponent of holistic lifestyle. Right. And I, maybe we can take it there because when you're in the flow and you're in awe of everything, you, what happens is you want to like, you want to respect it. You want to live with it. You want to be a part of it. Right. I think that's kind of what holistic lifestyle means. Right. Mm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> First of all, it's just so funny, right? It's so human of, Oh, oh, I'm, I'm experiencing the awe of it all right now, literally from whence we all came. And the human is like, oh, how do I do something with it? Yeah. How do I, how <laughs> do I leverage? How do true. I capitalize? How do I, yeah. oh, I just want to, and it can be, it can be pure intention of, oh, I just want to share it. I want, I want more people to experience this. And, and what is that? What yeah. is that? It's such a, it's a human thing. And I believe that desire, when we are in that space of awe, in the mystery, uh, witnessing it all, I believe that desire to do something with it is the original first desire of the one. Before there was even creator, there was nothing. And there's just this awe. Mm. And, and the awe and then the awe the creator is birthed from wanting to do something with it and in order to do something with the nothing the awe there must be a, a a one there must there is one that's the original source of like okay let's do something and then it's just us it's like oh well it's just me i'm doing this like what's the point i can't even get reflected or see myself so Oh, there must be another. So creator creates an other, one other to have a dance with. Mm. And then is birthed yin yang, the positive negative, the mother, the father. And then the dance begins and they, oh, how beautiful. The two lovers of polarity, of opposing forces, that is the entire universe is created from these two opposing forces. And what do the two opposing forces do? 
they they create and they birth more life yeah. than the three then the triangle the structure comes through you know we're getting into sacred geometry here but <laughs> really just feeling that initial desire to do something and it comes from such a pure raw place of it's not even really it's like I, I brought it to the human mind of like oh how can we do or, or capitalize or something but it's just this desire to 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 have more experience greater yeah. experience expand expand boom you nailed it and then once we've expanded so far all the way to the expansion of what we see in the planet today, the amount of creation and worlds and universes and things available in creation, it's like, oh, okay, this is a lot. Where did all this come from? So we're right. like, all right, I wanna go back. <laughs> and that is the nature of life. That's why we breathe, inhale, exhale. It's all rhythms. There's no absolute place for us to stay. We're yeah. in and out. And as humans, I think that's, that's, this is, this is the game. This is the game. It is. It totally is. We'll talk a little bit about holistic lifestyle though, because I think for me, like that, that's something I, we talk about striving, right? <laughs> it's a, that's something I strive to do. I, and I, I actually feel better when I live mm. a little bit more holistic lifestyle. That means for me, like as close to the earth as possible. Mm. Right, organic yeah. food, you know, uh, clean water as as best as possible. Mm. Um, clean thinking is actually part of holistic lifestyle. For, I in agree. My mind. Yeah. Um, so holistic, what's coming through is honoring and having awareness of the whole. Yeah. In in any choice that we make in our lifestyle, and it starts really the whole holistic starts with our body. Yeah. And any choice that we make, any thought that we think any word that we speak and then all the stuff that we're putting in our body foods and, and waters and all the things available to us what is ultimately going to be the effect on the whole right and, and can we sustain is that effect regenerative sustainable so we can start with the body in our own holistic lifestyle and ultimately we're a part of this ecosystem called planet earth mm -hmm. we're all flying around on this rock in space we're on the same spaceship nobody really knows what's going on They're, the wisdom keepers know what's going on and <laughs> and they have the wisdom because they're tuned into the earth it's the earth that the great mother has it all and knows it all so any so holistic is living in attunement alignment with the mother of it all with the earth so then our choices that we make how does anything we do affect the earth how does this food that i'm going to eat this package that i'm about to open and take this stuff in what's going to be the ultimate cause what's going to be the ultimate effect of this action that i'm doing right now can i take care whatever i'm about to create can i see it through and create it and then process it and can i finish it and let it return back to source fully mm -hmm. or is it something that's gonna am i piling up my waste is the waste piling up and everything that's happening is uh, i'm bringing in more bringing in more when i haven't gotten rid of the waste that's there that's not holistic because because yeah. we're, we're looking at one part of the system and not honoring the other part of the system it's really looking at 
the whole system, whether we're looking at our body or our family unit or our community unit or the earth as a whole, as a whole, taking the whole into account. Beautifully said, and I couldn't agree more. Holistic. It's, it's actually just feels good to say holistic. Can we holistic. be more holistic in our, our thoughts, our actions? And you know, it, it, it came, what came to mind while you were saying that goes back to my whole idea of the inspired athlete, which is the energy inside of us. That's, that's nudging us. It's kind of like our intuition, actually nudging us to make a better choice all the time. Right. It's like the inspired athletes, like, Hey, go this way or do this or eat that or do, you know, or, or go there or talk to this person because that's that's what we want that it it makes it more holistic when we follow that nudge. Mm, I love that. Yes, the inspired athlete moves from intuition. Yeah. For sure. Yes. And intuition is felt differently for every for everybody. A lot of us feel it the same and yeah. we pick up on it different. Some intuition for us it it comes through as a sound in the head. Or, or a voice, literally, not like a voice, but words. It's a message. For some of us, it's a feeling in the body that draws us away. For some, we'll see something. There'll be a flash for us. I just got this rainbow flash in my eyeball right here. And, uh, and, it, and it again, it's, it comes up to this grace. We can't force the intuition. It comes when it comes. And the best thing we can do to prepare is be in our body and be present and attuned with it. And like any muscle also, the more we respect it, listen to it, follow it, the stronger it gets. And the more it's like, oh, all right, they're listening to us. They're listening. They're listening to the intuition. All right, let's give them more, give them more. I love that you brought that in. That's been another value that I've been really uh, sitting close with living my life lately. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think a lot of... Uh inspired people or people exploring this idea of inspiration are tapping more and more into their their inner being are you familiar with abraham hicks yes yeah mm -hmm. so Ab abraham i bring abraham up a lot because I'm, I'm i just love the energy of abraham hicks uh for those listening abraham is this energy that's kind of channeled through this woman named esther hicks and i've i've seen abraham a couple times in person and it's, it's amazing but Abraham talks about this idea of the inner being, right? And for me, what that means to me, that I, I didn't know we were going here, but here we are. Let's let's go here. Um, that to me is the inspired athlete. That's the way I I I put that word, the inspired athlete, because I my mind, my intuition, my body, my energy just loves athletics. I love to breathe and move and explore the idea of athletics. So that that to me is basically the same thing as what they call your inner being. And maybe we could unpack this a little bit because it's different than your ego, right? Your ego is, is there to protect you, you know, and, and wants to win all the time and wants, wants attention and recognition, but your inner being is different. Your inner being is your true self or your inspired athlete is your true self. And this idea of intuition that you you that we've been exploring is tapping into our true self more and letting that voice be louder. Hmm. Yeah, word up. I could I could say a whole bunch of other words that I might make up of inspiration, of inner being, of true self, but and and that's it. That that really is it, you know. Inner being is 
the inspiration. It is our spirit, more specifically our soul that it, and, and ego is kind of the protector, the shell that we have on. And it's necessary to be here for tasks in the world of setting the time to get on the Zoom call and yeah. coming and being here and putting in the headphones and all that stuff. And soul inner being is not attached to how this will come out. Even if, even if people will uh, enjoy or appreciate this podcast or not, or how it will be received or how much money will be made from it or whatever uh it it's not attached to outcome yeah it's focused on the feeling and it's moving from the feeling first and foremost knowing that being in that feeling is the victory is the goal attaining the feeling is winning the game and the more we realize that we don't need to adjust the external things to get the feeling but we can make feeling the feeling the first goal. Even having a goal is like, yeah, we're, we're striving a little bit here. Right, right. It's just listening, respecting, staying in awe and, and surrendering to the flow of each of our inner being, our true self that's in each one of us. Huge thank you to new sponsor of the show, Chico Bag. Chico Bag is your eco-friendly travel pack and shopping companion. I actually have my travel pack right here. I use it almost every day. And I love it. Love it for little day trips or um, going to the grocery store. It replaces hundreds of single-use plastic bags and fits in your pocket or purse. And with its stylish and durable design, you can take it anywhere. Chico Bag is a certified B Corp and donates 1% of sales to environmental causes. So join the Chico Bag revolution to reduce plastic waste and create a sustainable future. Visit ChicoBag.com and get 20% off your order as a Within the Game podcast listener using promo code Within the Game. Back to the show. Yes. Yes. And I love how you brought up this idea of the feeling, right? And my mind went right to emotional intelligence. I think the more that we explore these, oh. this, these ideas and have these conversations and do the practices mm. of mindfulness training, you know, the meditation, the getting quiet, the finding the awe, I think what we do is we increase our EQ. We increase our ability to tap into our own feelings where they can be we going back to like what do we do now you know we can use those feelings we they can be useful and how you've been able to um increase it and be more aware of it that feels correct to me what you're saying it's coming feeling is coming to eq right emotional intelligence whatever it uh whatever it is, it's also this mystery, but it's honoring our feelings. And I think it's so amazing to us right now as a society, because we've gotten so far gone on IQ, on intellectual intelligence and operating from the mind, which is where ego resides in this way. It's all this mystery, amorphous stuff, but the feeling is what I feel we <laughs> we have been missing craving as a people because we are emotional beings as yeah. humans we feel emotions and any bit throughout our whole life of ignoring those emotions of feeling unsafe to express those emotions which if we're a human every single one of us went through some trauma as a child where we did not feel safe to feel our emotion 
And that's where ego started coming in and developing to protect us so that we could be safe in this world because the truth is is when we feel that we're not accepted or not welcomed or that we feel that we're going to lose the love of all that matters to us which most of us starts with mother and father and that might change as we grow as it becomes the community of our our peers and it's like oh if i lose the love and belonging here i'm dead ego mm. thinks it's death so the fear is real mm -hmm. of if I express this emotion, I'm going to lose myself. And because of this nature, this program and whatever that we've just been passing on by nobody's own fault, it's just where we find ourselves. The majority of us have lost touch with our feelings. So when we can return to our feelings and now with EQ and we're getting all the studies and coming to understand with the logical mind, the importance and power of emotion, of feeling, we're coming back into wholeness. It's, it's a more holistic approach to honor our feelings just as much as if not more than our mind that thinks that it knows. And it's just coming through right now as you oh, asked before what surfing, being a surfer has brought to me in my life. It has brought emotional intelligence because mm. the water, the water that we experience manifest in this realm, specifically the ocean, is this great representation, reflection of emotion. Mm. Sometimes it's calm and still. Sometimes it's stormy, tumultuous, and all over the place. And it, it, it's just happening. It really doesn't care what else is going on. It's coming through. And in, in learning to manage emotions in that way, for instance, the fear that one might feel when a giant wave is coming to smash you on the head, right. it's like there's an importance of feeling that emotion and also what's more, how much weight can I give it right now? Mm. Because the survival of my body depends on it. So we're just like balancing these emotions and the less we have honored them throughout our lives, the more like the tea kettle is heating up and it's boiling up. And if we haven't learned to manage and I don't want to say control our emotions, but honor them and regulate them and express in a safe space, then they're storing and they're just waiting until we can't control them anymore. And that's where a big explosion of emotion comes or whatever, because emotion must be felt. Mm. It must be expressed. And anything that's happened to us in our life, if we felt an emotion, this is where trauma comes into play. And this is how yeah. trauma gets stuck in the body. If an emotion came through and we did not allow ourselves to move it through with the breath or with movement in the body, then some tightness happened. The breath shortened in that moment and the emotion got stored in our tissues, in our body and affected our breath. Eventually, if we don't feel that, eventually this stuck energy will lead to a dis-ease. This discomfort will grow and grow until we address it. So once we get on this path of healing, which is healing emotions, it's all a he emotional healing. We say, oh, I got 
all this trauma in my body and I got to heal it. How much, just get it all out. How do I get it all out? And it takes energy. It takes presence to go with each emotion. And it takes like revisiting the little, the child that we were in the moment that the traumatic thing happened and getting to be there and say, oh, I understand, I, I, I got it, I, I feel you. I get that you're feeling this emotion in this moment and I get that you don't feel safe, but now it's safe. And now as, as the parent, me, the adult, CJ, Carlos of my inner little siege, I can say, you're safe right now. So let's feel this thing. And whatever mm. I need to do to express, making sure with my adult ego that I'm in a safe space, express it, express it, get it out, breathe deep into it, move the body how it wants to, like get this out so that it can move because the emotion must be felt. Otherwise, we'll take it all the way to our grave. And in that moment of facing our own death, it will be and can be really scary and there can be a lot to deal with wow wow bro so much to unpack there and i i just i have to respond to a couple things you said um please that was a little long there. well no that was beautiful <laughs> i i i honestly i the idea of this eq I, I actually have a full section on this um but i here we are so Express okay, so here's where I want to go with this. Um, you mentioned trauma, and we all maybe we all do. I don't know, we can only really speak for ourselves, but I know I've had trauma, mm -hmm. you know, and, and I want you to share your journey of your trauma um in a in a minute here so that we can all kind of get a full circle experience of of where you're coming from. But now that you're willing to share and express this you know, what you went through and how it impacted you. Um, you, am I right to say that you got through some embarrassment and some shame? Because those are the two words that came up when I was thinking about my trauma and I was holding on to it for so long and I felt the shame. Those are, those are real emotions, man. You know, when you talk about the emotion, the full spectrum of emotions, there's so many of them, right? All the way to the to the bliss, to the inspiration, all the way down to the despair and the anger and the resentment and everywhere in between, right? But the shame and embarrassment come up when I, I feel like that's what holds holds it in for a lot of people, including me, right? It's like, oh, I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk. I don't want to go there. I'd rather just take some substance or something or, or, you know, and just like get a moment of like, let, I need to let that go for a minute. I don't want to go. I don't want to go there. Hmm. Yes. I don't. You are. Yeah. Yeah. You are right to say that. Yeah. Just to answer that. Yep. And, and, and then you mentioned trapped emotions hmm. because what, what, what can happen and it doesn't even have to be shame or embarrassment. Those are the two that came out. It can be other things too. Um, mm -hmm. it, it, you know, especially anger. Anger is another one that can that can be trapped. But what happens is they can be if they're not extracted and looked at and like felt like you were talking about, they can become trapped. Have you, do you are you aware of that book, The Emotion Code? No. Oh man, you got to read that book, The Emotion Code. I'll link that to uh, to this as well. There's an audio book version, but they they talk about 
these trapped emotions and how you can actually create a heart wall where your 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 body creates a wall around its heart to protect itself because there's so many trapped emotions that haven't been dealt with that it it actually it's physical it's a physical thing it's and you can get tight and then you like you said you can create diseases but we're going off and on about this but i got i got fired up about it because it's so relatable when we go through trauma um so yeah i just wanted to respond to that so that you know if if uh yeah, I mean, the whole idea of emotional intelligence is so big. And and maybe we can get into, let, let's go here, CJ. Let's go, let's let's talk about the show. Let's talk about <laughs> a good little segue here. The, the HBO Emmy award-winning 100-foot wave um, featuring Garrett McNamara and featuring you and featuring a lot of other amazing surfers. Um, maybe the segue can be how this idea of emotional intelligence and awe and flow and all these beautiful things that we just talked about in this incredible like first part of this conversation has you know how has that all been integrated into this experience on this amazing show <laughs> wow that's <Yeah. laughs> that's loaded that's a full yeah. question <laughs> and and a piece of it I love that you brought in in the shame and I'm going to wrap back around to sure. it in answering this question because a yeah. question that was asked of me recently that I really love is am I afraid of feeling ashamed or ashamed of feeling afraid wow wow and that just really echoes so much of my journey with the 100 foot wave because I <laughs> fear those waves. Yeah. They're scary and I'm afraid of them. And I've, I've felt a lot of shame of feeling afraid. Wow. And, and a piece of my surfing journey has been, uh, has, has, been connected to shame of feeling afraid and pushing beyond pushing through that fear in a way in order to not face the shame wow so the greater fear is is to be seen in shame and embarrassment and like you're saying, we, there's different like root emotions that, uh, for each of us as different people, we relate on a lot of them and they're different for some of us. And definitely like shame and guilt has been a big part of my journey in growing up from a child. So, uh, hiding that in whatever way that I can in order to avoid the greatest fear of not fitting in or not belonging or losing the love of uh, my father or my sister or my sister's husband, my brother-in-law in, in Garrett McNamara and just wanting this acceptance of, of the bros and, and the community not honoring at times my own self where uh, perhaps I've gone against my own intuition, my own mm. inner being inspiration mm. in with the goal in mind of some external, you know, acceptance or maintaining my 
personality or whatever I'm presenting to the world, as opposed to just owning my feeling of, wow, I feel ashamed right now and embarrassed that I'm afraid to go out in those waves or I'm afraid to ride those waves and round and round it goes. Yeah, that's, thank you. Yeah, for taking a moment to honor, to honor those feelings and emotions. Wow, man. Thank you so much for your vulnerability there. Uh, It's not easy to do. And I appreciate that. And it's so real. And it's so relatable. Um, So real, so relatable. And here's the truth is that oftentimes, and it definitely has, it's getting easier. It has felt just as terrifying to be seen in these feelings and to really uh, just own and stand with these feelings that I'm feeling. It's been more scary to do that than to send myself, than to huck it off one of these massive waves to, to prove something, to prove what, to right. who. Right. And that's ego, right? It, it's, it's ego, I believe. A- embarrassment. Yeah. And the ego, it's like not like, Oh, it's ego. Ego is trying to protect me. This like mm-hmm. super sensitive little guy and, yeah. and like embracing my sensitivity. I've seen my sensitivity as a weakness and a downfall Dude. as a man Dude. in society in this day and age. Dude, you just like ditto, bro. Feel that, right? Just ditto. Like... And for any like male (laughs) listening or specifically male athlete, like, I hope you guys just heard what CJ said, because. And any human, I want to include. Well, any human too. I want to include, yep. No, any human, but but since we're both men, like, 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 just because in society, society teaches the opposite of that, man. For men specifically, Mm. right? We got, we're, we're taught to be macho we're taught to be like yeah let's go you know like i was i played footballs so, you know it's like yeah let's, let's go man like you know but what you just said about like dude what you just said being sensitive and okay yeah you're right this goes to male female you know any age being sensitive is a superpower that means mm. that you are so tapped into your own senses that you mm. are that that is like superman stuff superwoman stuff you feel you feel your, that coming into your body right now yes owning dude. that power you know i i recently mm. was practicing qigong uh mm. it's a beautiful energy practice um and i heard you talk about reiki before which i want to get into that too but um qigong is this practice of of feeling your energy you can actually feel it you know when you generate it and you like put your hands together and you can feel it and uh and I just love that you said that, that sense of it, that it just it just made me think of all these things about being sensitive in a which is not it's just not a negative. It's a beautiful positive. It's a beautiful superpower. And yeah, you know, it's like that's mm. I'm ugh. Mm. wow, boom. That's what this all comes to. And the whole emotional intelligence piece, all this, because what's playing through in my mind. Don't be so sensitive. Don't be so sensitive. Right. Don't right. be so sensitive. How many times I heard that as a kid? Right. It's like, oh, okay, well, how do I, how do I say what I need? <laughs> I'm gonna cry if I say. It. Right. You know, it's like, uh, shit, man. Just like, all right, 
let it go. I am sensitive and humans are sensitive. This is our superpower that we've yes. been suppressing, repressing. And of course, it's not like, oh, I'm sensitive. Don't do that and this because it triggers me and this and that. Like there's a balance. Yeah. So it's coming into that ownership, taking care of us. Like I got you, I got me in my emotions and my sensitivity. And it's learning to honor our senses and honor our inner being in that way. Wow. Mm. Boom. Boom. Liber liberation. <laughs> yeah. Freedom, you know, free freedom uh, and liberation mm. is, is something that I, mm. I don't, I don't know if I want to use the word envy, uh, but I, I respect, I acknowledge that in big wave surfers, right? Mm. Because that must be the feeling. It has to be when I watch you guys do your thing. And when I talk to Larry Hamilton, you know, do the same thing when, you know, it, it's like this, everyone's trying to put words on it, but it, it, it has to be something like freedom, right? It's definitely something like that. It really <laughs> is. And the thing with surfing is, and going bigger and bigger. It's like, so yes, the freedom is attained when we face the fear of this wave and then it gets bigger and bigger. And all of a sudden, okay, I'm doing the thing that allows me to liberate the fear by facing the fear of this giant wave. And at this point, I'm putting my life in danger. Right. At, at this point, I'm risking the well-being of this body. I'm risking my life that has so much more life to live and, and inspiration to live and express and share and feel that I'm, I'm risking ending my own life for this feeling of freedom, liberation. Wow. So that's where the connection was made specifically in the show of being recorded in the 100 foot wave, offering my life. I dedicated and made the choice, the devotion to being as real and authentic as I could possibly be with the cameras, with it all, with the intention of bringing this emotional intelligence and awareness to the world. And in that, one of the toughest parts of the show came when I'm watching the first season and I'm watching mm. season one and I'm seeing myself. I'm like, oh shit. Oh my God. It's like the turning stomach, the like vision closing in. I'm like, I seriously am letting the whole world see me in my authenticity and the judgments coming through my mind. Like, what like look they see you like how you like are and be and talk and like what what are you doing you dork you know look at you you think you're so cool and tough 10 years ago like oh my god dude the amount of judgment coming through on my own self watching this show was just immense wow scarier than some of these big wave situations then the reflection comes through of people Oh my God. Oh, I love you. Love You're it. so yeah. amazing. Yeah. Wow. Thank you for showing yourself. Thank yes. you for being so real on the show. And it's like, wait, what? All this shit's been made up in my mind. Yeah. I've been living my life based on this made up shit stories about yeah. myself judgments for all this time. And I'm robbing myself of the experience of authenticity. I'm robbing others of the experience of authenticity because the real truth that i'm most ashamed to share is that 
realizing I have all these judgments on myself, it means that I'm judging others and everything else around me too. Mm. And not wanting to own that. And even that right there saying that was a scary moment. I can feel the liberation of the emotion of the fear and being truly seen for my authentic self has been scarier than going on some of these big waves. Wow. And after this wipeout, which I, we might get into more and, you know, whatever, I realized, holy shit, man, I am risking my life, putting my poor mother sister father family in in stress of like of fear of losing me like i'm just throwing i'm treating my body i'm mistreating my body in, to face this fear and this great fear when i could just speak my truth and and just say the truth of oh i've been ashamed and embarrassed of myself and judged the shit out of myself and others and like own up to all these things that i've tried to hide and in that i get to face the fear and liberate myself and it's like what dude it's like you're more afraid of your ego being seen and revealed than you are to like go on one of these giant waves get it together bro and start <laughs> and just speak the truth devote yeah. your life to your truth and authenticity stay alive and enjoy i don't need such an extreme circumstance i can bring more attention to the sweetness of the present moment mm. and have just as much of a heightened experience as going off on those giant waves i just so appreciate <sighs> your willingness to take us all there with you man like it's just brave and, mm. and, and courageous. And I just respect it so much. And, you know, just like, you know, in two, two ways, but most importantly, your friend, right? Like I just, as friend to friend, I'm just like, that's my guy. That's awesome. You know? And then as a fan of the show, like, you know, and I'm a fan of surfing, big wave surfing. I think it's just a, a amazing and, you know, beautiful. I'm in awe of it, right? Uh, especially of the courage that, you know, that all you guys have. But as a fan of this particular show, this particular show is so cool because it takes you within it, right? My whole thing, within the game, we get to go within the game of big wave surfing, specifically at this place, Nazare, you know, mm -hmm. and, and Garrett too, like, you know, we'll talk about him in a minute, but he, it's just been so cool to, you know, get a firsthand look into his mind and to his um, intention with, you know, bringing more guys like yourself there and like sharing, like, look, look what I found, guys. We got to go ride these things, you know, and, and it's just been so cool. But but going back to what I was saying is like those two perspectives to see this authenticity come out in this way in a surfing uh, show has been refreshing. Because there's been lots of other shows about the awe of big wave surfing, but it's just more like showing off. It's like, look, look at these guys. They ride big waves. They're awesome. Right. And, and I don't want to like, take, that's not a judgment. I'm just saying that's what my experience as a fan has been. But this show, my experience as a fan has been like, dude, like, this is like, well, it's relatable. Right. Even your whole thing about what's your 100 foot wave like we all have that. What's our 100 foot wave, you know, and it's so cool because we get that inside look 
of these all these things that we're talking about the specifically these emotions you know um so yeah i just wanted to share that mm, thank you and i just want to share what's coming through the power of it is that it's not made by surfers yeah and there's been a huge letting go for us as surfers of working with the crew and production and the director of like no dude like that's not the right clip like oh no this is the clip and, then, <laughs> and you got to yeah. show the waves like this and and it's the brilliance the director chris smith and you know producer joe lewis like they're just the, the storytellers telling the story they're into the story and it's like fascinating and captivating the big waves and everything but they're looking for the cool stories yeah, yeah. So it is the, the captivation of big wave surfing and it's being presented by humans who really don't even know about surfing. They're into the emotional context of a story. I'm just like realizing that as you mentioned that and that's what makes it relatable. And the 100 foot wave for many people is simply to relate. Yeah, yeah. Well, speaking of stories, that's a great segue to your story. And for the audience, um, I'm going to ask CJ to share his story, but in a very brief way, uh, because I'm going to link the other video that he goes into detail. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, on that on that video, some guy commented that I could talk about peeling a banana for three hours. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's true. But 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 I love that you did it and, and it moved me to tears. You know, mm. I called you right after when I when I watched it. So I'll link mm. that here. So mm. um, if you could um, share your story of what happened with the wipeout um, in one minute. All right, so we're back. So yeah, CJ, take us there. Take us to that wave take us to your whole experience in portugal wow well i'll stick to the facts and try to spare my thoughts and emotions about it to keep it true uh wow okay been there all season in nazare gone through all sorts of health issues with my family haven't been training much and I'm still wanting to surf. I'm there to ride the 100 foot wave, right? And this contest appears and I get to put on a jersey. I'm stoked. I go out, I ride a couple waves, some of the biggest waves of my life, probably three or four of them. And I'm feeling good and confident. And it's time. I, I look at Garrett, I'm like, all right, let's wait for like a set wave, a real one. Let's do this thing. <clears throat> We're waiting for probably 20 minutes, maybe 30 minutes. I'm like sitting in the water, I'm breathing. And Nicole calls in on the radio, set's coming in. All right, we come over the crest of the wave before and, and see the wave. Garrett and I look at each other. He looks at me, goes, you want it? I say, yup, all right, we're up, we're up. Turn around real quick, I hop up and all of a sudden I'm getting ready to launch myself into this wave. I, I pull like you pull and kind of slingshot from the jet ski i get the speed i need come out let go of the rope i'm starting to find my way on this wave and, and read it you know there's this moment when you let go or you're just riding off the speed of the ski and and hopping on the wave and and it's starting to really get bigger and bigger it becomes like two waves in one 
the it's converging doing the classic nazare tp effect right in front of the cliff and it's it's sucking up i don't have as much speed as would have been good i can feel the waves starting to click 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 up i'm going higher and higher up i can see uh, at this point i'm at least you know six stories a six-story building high if you can imagine looking off six or seven stories down at the ground i'm that high up this thing there's this frozen moment before it finally lets me go and drop in. I go zero to probably 60 miles an hour in no time. I'm free falling, dropping, holding on for dear life. I'm leaning back all the way so my nose doesn't go under. I got my wings out. I'm like trying to just like touch the water any way I can stay on. Flying straight down this thing. I was no longer holding my edge to make it out to the safe channel. I'm almost going straight down it. And as I'm getting to the bottom, going faster than I've ever gone, every moment in time that passed, I'm just like, oh my God, I'm still on. Oh my God, I'm still on. I couldn't believe I was still on the board. I see the shadow of the lip coming over behind me in front. And I just think, all right, here we go. This is it. This is the moment where I need to stay on if I can get through this push of white water this big moment and stay on the board I might make it <sighs> the thing just blows me up it like picks me up in the foam I go I go blind I can't see because I'm in the white water and I'm still somehow on the board riding it felt like this eternal moment and then all of a sudden I start to see light coming out of the foam and I'm like, oh my God, it's letting me out. I'm making it. Oh my God. And I, and I see light. And then I, I come out and I hit flat water again on the board. And I'm just going so fast. I thought about turning. All I did was think about doing a bottom turn to get out. And in that moment, I, got, I just flew out of the straps, flew off the board. And there I find myself like frozen in midair. It's the, the photo that is the key art for season two that you see this moment of me underneath this massive wave and boom, I hit the water so hard. I, I can't describe the amount of force, but it was so jolting. It knocked every bit of fight that I may have had in me out of me. And then the beat down begins. I'm just getting drilled, drilled, get drilled down to the bottom of the water. By the time it lets me go and, and go still, my ear, I can hear ringing. I'm deep, probably 25 feet or something underwater. All the flotation I have, the inflation, it starts floating me up. Man, I get up to the top, get half a breath the next wave hits me on the head the next wave was a world record contending wave those the next two waves actually were world record you know nominees lights me up i'm getting drilled drilled starting to lose consciousness in a way i'm like just hold on just hold on after this one they'll pick you up they'll pick you up come up from the second one have a little more time before i see the giant wave coming my way I look back around, there's no jet skis anywhere. It's just white water all around. I'm not getting picked up, saved in this moment. This giant wave is coming and I look to my right 
and my arm is not connected properly to my body it's flopping it's like tapping me in the head my arm is loose I felt I was pretty sure I broke it at that point I thought oh my god I just snapped my arm off pretty much oh my stomach dropped out from under me and just oh this is bad this is really bad and this giant wave is coming I grab my arm as best I can to like hold it, secure it while this next wave comes. I do whatever breathing I can do. I'm already seeing stars, do my big dump breath. <sighs> Huge breath. That wave hits me, boom, rips my arm out of my grip. I can't grab my arm again. I'm starting to freak out. And while I'm getting pounded, cartwheels, front flips, I'm trying to grab my arm to protect it. And then I realize, I'm, I'm panicking. I'm starting to panic and I'm using up my energy trying to protect my arm and, and basically keep it attached to my body. And in that moment, I decided I made the choice to stop trying to protect saving my arm or saving myself from the pain of my arm and put all my energy into holding my breath, into staying present in my body to staying aware, to staying conscious, basically, so that I didn't drown. Started, went through the whole life review of thoughts and all the things and, and then came up from the next one. No ski is around again. And then that basically continued and cycled for five minutes. I was lost, they couldn't find me. And I basically got washed all the way. There's more details you can hear in the interview, right? But I got washed all the way to the sand, all the way to the beach had to give up even at the end. I'm trying to walk out of the water and I just can't. I just collapse one last time and just surrender and thank God for the ocean rescue and everyone there looking out. I mean, took long enough, but they were there in the end when I needed them to be literally drug out of the ocean that was still trying to keep me in. Wow. Get carried up the beach in the stretcher, screaming in between, just like, ah, oh, the immense pain and coming back to my breath, just like, come on, brother, just breathe back to the breath. You know, everyone's trying to guide me. And, and then it was in the ambulance on the bumpy ride up to the hospital that I'm screaming, crying, laughing, you know, about my arm. And it just like hits me. I replay in my mind the drop that I dropped down this wave, which is still etched in my mind. That was just nothing I ever could have imagined, really. And I'm like, oh, my God, I just survived and got away with the craziest ride and pounding ever. And hmm. I just broke out in laughter and tears and then the lady holding my arm like moved it again ah! the journey goes on i'm still working to get it all the way straight oh baby oh pretty good ah oh, so it lives with me as a reminder to uh take care of my body take care of myself wow bro and it's a funny thing because we're talking about intuition and like yeah. following the inner being and i I thought that maybe I was not connected to my intuition and my inner being and was like doing something beyond what I needed to do in that moment or seeking some approval or like doing it for the show or like trying to get the record. And what I realized is that 
I, my commitment, right, was to attempting to ride the 100 foot wave to inspire the world. And had I not ridden that wave and taken this beat down of a lifetime, hmm. maybe it wouldn't have been as inspiring of having just ridden it and made it all the way clean. I don't know. Wow. Wow. Hmm. Um, thank you so much for sharing. Yeah. Oh, right. Oh, man. So I, as I, as I share it, thank you so much for the opportunity. I'm so grateful for the show, for me to get to watch it again and again. It's helped me to heal the trauma, yeah. to get to revisit it in detail. And the truth is every time I tell the story, especially when I'm trying to cram it into two minutes, <laughs> it, it's coming from my mind, right? And then when I settle back, even after the story, I feel the emotions come in and I just feel this, the truth of really almost dying, of truth of gratitude for my life. And I get to remember the core and the root of where I'm at right now and what I've been through and how important and precious my body and my life really is to me. Wow. Man. Mm. Uh, yeah. I, I was just going to ask you about that. I was going to say, what has this taught you and what have you learned from it? And, I, and yeah, I mean, do you want to um, expand on that? Like the, what, what, I, what I wrote down as you were saying all the, that you just said was, was this a gift? 100% this was a gift this wave was a gift to me and to the world right from the ocean from the mother from life it's been a gift that I got to experience that. It's been a gift to wake me up in the way that it has. I've been an extreme person all my life. So mm -hmm. apparently it takes the most extreme scenario to, to wake me up and really be grateful for, for my life. It's the gift of gratitude, the gift of awe, you yeah. know, reverence, humility to life and and all that it is, the gift of reminding me that I need others, that I need help, that I need all the things. Uh, yeah, it's a great, it's a great gift. I saw it as, I, can you believe this? I shamed myself and I was ashamed and embarrassed of how I rode that wave. I spoke negatively to myself for not making that wave and all the things that I could have done differently. And that reflection in itself has been a gift of brother, that was epic. <laughs> how yeah. could, how could I take any bit of that away from myself? And, and the greatest gift it's also been is to remind me that it's great. And it's this like amazing thing. And also in a way it doesn't matter now. Mm. What matters right now is how I live now and how I cherish 
and care for and honor this moment and my body now and my emotions now and what I do with uh, the great platform that's been created. Because this is why I I am on the wave. This is why I embarked on the wave. And that particular actual wave uh, was just a piece of the puzzle. That was like the portal launch pad of like, oh yeah, are you sure you want this? You committed to this? All right, (laughs) let's see what you got. And now, you know, my life continuing from this moment is, is the gift. Yes, brother. Um, <laughs> I'm like a little lost for words because I, I just, I really respect how you've taken this trauma and have allowed it to become your gift because it's not easy to do. And I feel that that is part of your intention as you share your story is to, is to say, is to affirm that it's all a gift. You know, and before we started this today, we were talking about clarity and Mm -hmm. maybe we can touch on that for a minute. How has this experience and how has the experience now of sharing the experience increased your clarity about it? Hmm. I've gained more clarity through perspective from the perspective of being on top of the world, on top of the greatest wave ever ridden for my own self, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) Being on top of the world and then the perspective of being pounded to to the depths. It's given me the perspective of my life and the heights of being praised and seen in beautiful light as an athlete and all the things I've accomplished and whatever great things I, you know, that have been reflected and also to have the perspective of the dark depths that I've been through that have been mostly, you know, it's self-imposed that I've allowed to happen that I have chosen. So it's given me perspective on the power of my choice in my life. And it's, given me perspective on the importance of the power with power comes responsibility and that I am responsible for my life and my choices, nobody else's. So since I am responsible, I would like to make my choices from the most clear view that I can not too attached to having all of the information and answers and so much is a mystery and it's important to gather information and make, you know, good decisions in that way. And the best way I can choose is from the clarity of my feeling within myself, of my own intuition, the clarity of my own inner being. That's my and every person's and your real homie. That's who we've got in this life is us. Yeah. And it's in learning to love 
and honor and listen to and care for our own self, nurture that inner being and our body that then it's all reflected. Then the love pours out to the other and out to the world. It all starts from within. It all starts from within. As we start to wrap up here, um, the few things that are popping into my mind are purpose. Let's start with that one. How has all of this, and, and let's, we can look back to this amazing, beautiful conversation that we just had. We can look at that. We can look at the experience that you just shared with us. How has everything added to your new clarity and sense of purpose now? Mm. It's all added because it's allowed me to do away with the illusion that my purpose is a fixed static thing that I have come here to do or whatever. There's values, uh, the purpose of uh, feeding, nurturing, caring for. The purpose is harmony. My mm. purpose is harmony with my inner being. My purpose is to feel. My purpose is to feel, is to sense. My purpose is to breathe deeply, hmm, relax deeply. My purpose is to ground my spirit into my body. And I do that by breathing it in and allowing it to flow and move in the world without contorting, distorting it with my thoughts of what it should be, what it will look like of thinking that I know what my purpose is. That is the purpose and that is each of our purpose, I believe, and that is how we bring heaven to earth is by breathing in our spirit, our soul, inner being, our piece of it. We're one soul and we each have our own unique fragment of the color of the rainbow that we all make up as humans and to breathe that in, bring heaven to earth. And our first earth, our one earth is our body. It starts with my body, your body. Brother. My purpose is to feel. Thank you. I never said that before. Uh, uh, thank, thanks for this space, allowing this to Dude. come through. Dude. Um, fulfillment. Hmm. Carry that. Hmm. Carry that to fulfillment. And what does fulfillment mean to you? Hmm. Full fill me. Fulfillment fulfillment fully feel me fully feel me in this moment is fulfillment it varies none of this is static homeostasis health holistic lifestyle happiness harmony they're not fixed and once we attain them they're not guaranteed for another moment past this moment. As soon as we return to the awe, to raw, reverence, awe, wonder, 
it's not guaranteed past this moment because as soon as we start thinking of oh great what do i what what do i do now we could lose it and that's all good it's part of the game it's it's mm -hmm. beautiful to forget because remembering is so much fun and it feels so good fulfillment fully feel me in it is what's up dude i feel like that right now like that was one of the most amazing most impactful most truth-based conversations i've had thus far on this uh podcast journey i thank mm. you so so much like immense gratitude for this space um that we co-created today together um and um yeah i i just i just really respect you and honor you i see you you're a soul brother man you're you know it's just it's so cool to share this experience of life with you um and uh and i thank you man thank you soul brother thank you soul brother and thank you for this co-creation and i would also like to honor the listeners for being a part of this co-creation without you listening this co-creation would not be the same it would be different and I guarantee, I promise you that if you have made it this far and listened <laughs> to this entire podcast, you too are a soul brother, sister. You too are us and we are we. And I'm just so grateful to be a part of this dream. We're all co-creating this dream here on Spaceship Earth. <laughs> right? Uh, CJ, um, man, how just share how people can best support you. Uh, and real quick before you do, I just have to give you public love <laughs> right now uh, with your Zoom calls. I've been on your Zoom calls the last couple of times, and they are just so beautiful and powerful and community based. Um, talk about those if you like. Just take a minute. Talk about any anything. Could be Zoom, could be Instagram, whatever you want to promote. Go ahead. Wow. My heart's pounding. I got to take a breath. <laughs> this has been the part that I'm learning. This is what I'm learning and evolving right now into in life is uh, being an entrepreneur and making my way in life and receiving support from others. So yes, Instagram on CJ Macias is great. Instagram 100 foot wave lifestyle is killer. That's where I plan to be bringing 